0: Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Josh Brown, and you're listening to the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast. Well, hey, everyone. I am officially back. For those of you that have been following along, I am so sorry that we had about a three or four-week delay in order to start pumping out podcasts again. We had some incredible... Challenging audio issues, and so I finally just scrapped what I had, bought all new equipment, and we are back in business. So let's dive right in today because we've got a lot to talk about. And I know I drummed some of this up about a month ago, and we're gonna just continue on and pick up as though we never stopped. So today, we are talking about how to build a creative business from scratch, and this is the practical episode. We're going to touch on several areas of the practical nature of starting your own creative business starting with why many of you have come to me and said hey i love what you do i love the passion you have but why would i want to get involved in running a creative business when there's already hundreds of them in my city you know here uh, just outside of phoenix where i live i can google creative agency creative business freelancers entrepreneurs and there are hundreds maybe even thousands of links of various people contributing to the same exact space that I am. And so the very first question that we oft, that I often get is why? Why should I do this? And my why in this is I want to make a personal impact. We've talked about that, a positive impact in the lives of others. And I believe this is one of the easiest and best ways to do that. Starting a creative business from scratch is one of the cheapest startup opportunities on the planet and the reality is even though there's so many companies out there right now doing the exact same thing there is so much opportunity in fact i tell people if you're going into any type of career industry field whatnot just outside of trying to do this on your own Get a job in marketing or media or social media because these jobs are thriving. They're flourishing. There's new stuff getting released almost every single day. It's entirely impossible to keep up with it. Businesses need people like you on a regular routine basis, and they are willing to pay because so much of this involves the need to understand technologies that have barely been invented or maybe software that has barely been released or maybe it's software that's been around for a while but people really haven't understood fully on how to take advantage of it and turn it into something that could be beneficial for their business and that is why I believe one of the easiest ways for you to get ahead in the marketplace ahead in the success journey that you're on is to be a creative, running a creative business. So the very first why there is now is the time. I mean, the market is ripe. You are in the middle of one of the biggest digital transformation revolutions in the world with the advent of social media, even though it's been around several years. It's changing at a breakneck pace, and one of the best changes that comes along for advertisers and marketers and really just anybody that owns a business and wants to get in front of more people and get more attention so they sell more products or get more people to contribute to their ideas the the whole space and the whole industry is just clamoring because there's so much rapid scaling attention needs going on there's so much competition and in order to stand out from the crowd I mean it's crazy right now If you start a restaurant up in a community, you are now competing not just against your local restaurants, but against food trucks going around the community and selling some of them right across from you. You might have had the best location in town, and now food trucks can set up right across from you, pay a couple of parking meter fines, get a couple of approvals from the city, and now you've got competition you didn't have before the The entire industry is becoming more mobile. People are becoming more on like digital and online and plugged in, and you have to stand out as a company. And that's why you, who if you're listening to this podcast and you're trying to think through the why should I build a creative business because there is a giant need all over the place. If you think about it, whenever you drive down the road, I don't care where you are in the U.S. I've been across um, pretty much almost all the states right now. I think we're up to like 44, 42, 44, something like that. I've traveled across the country, and I've noticed that no matter where you are at, there are dozens and dozens and hundreds, in some cases, businesses all doing something in the world, whether it's people that are manufacturing tires or people who are putting tires on vehicles or people that are selling tires in other stores like Walmart or, you know, local mom and pop shops or restaurant owners. I mean, restaurants, I mean, our world loves to eat. That is a thing that is uh, something I believe is powerful and incredible and beautiful, especially if they serve bacon. But that's another story for another day. Because ultimately, there is a giant opportunity that's sitting there and it's largely untapped. In fact, there are people today that I encounter on a regular basis that still have yet to even have a website. (laughs) So if you're like, hey, Josh, why would you ever say I should do this? How am I going to be successful If there's businesses that don't even have a website, and I'm talking established businesses, that doesn't even tie into the whole picture of there's new businesses getting created by the droves every single day in your own community. But established businesses, there is a market for going and helping them build their first ever website. All that to say Let's dive into the what. What should you be doing? You've established the why. You know this is a viable market opportunity. I guarantee if you just put your mind to it, you can be making six figures in no time at all. And now that you've understood that, let's dive into the what. What are the steps that you need to take in order to get started? Well, I wanna break this down a little bit because there's obviously the administrative steps that you need to go through, like if you wanna set up an LLC or an S corp, or it really, some of these questions kinda depend on what your model of success looks like, what exactly you want to do when it comes to a creative business, there's tons of opportunity, whether you're going to go into the email automation size, strictly marketing, do everything. If you're going to do print design or web design, or maybe you're going to go into the development or the software. I mean, there's so many different ways that I believe a creative business can be expressed But before we get into the nitty-gritty, let's go for the high-level practical. I want to break this down into four tangible areas. We started our company off, and we began to create proposals for clients, and we had three sections on these proposals. There was the design, there was the build and there was the launch. (laughs) This was super simple and it was done in such a way to help our clients recognize what we were gonna bring to the table. And now since then we've expanded to one more fourth tier, which is manage. So we've got design, build, launch and manage now this doesn't just involve websites that was largely what we built our proposals around initially but I believe it's how we operate as a creative now agency Uh, and let me dive into that real quick so there's two different lines of thought right there's people that want to start a creative business and people that think a creative business is a creative agency when I say you need to start a creative business I'm simply talking about being a solopreneur who's running a business that does creative work for clients. And creative work largely is my buzzword, but you might call it marketing, advertising, sales. There's a variety of different ways that can be expressed. Now we run a creative agency, and this is when it's extended beyond yourself, I believe when you get out of the gate, it's very easy to make anywhere from fifty dollars to $100,000 a year. Very easy. And, I mean, it takes work, but at the end of the day, it's the work, the same amount of effort that you would apply to a standard job. You can apply out here on your own and make a minimum of $50,000 a year and up to $100,000 as a creative business. That means you working by yourself, pulling in a couple people every now and then to help if needed, but the majority of the work is done by you. A creative agency is when the majority of the work might still be done by you, but it doesn't all get done by you. In fact, there's a significant portion of the work that relies on other people. So I think your goal really is to start a creative business that can grow into a creative agency. This is what I did. And it has been one of the coolest journeys that I can ever imagine being on. So let's get right back to the meat of all this, which is the creative business. You are in a spot maybe right now where you're trying to figure out how do I do this? How do I get off the ground? How do I start reaching out and getting clients? How do I start understanding what tools I need. There's so many of them. If you go to producthunt.com, there's hundreds of tools, dozens of tools every single day, hundreds every week, thousands every year. What do you need to be doing to cut through the noise and figure out how to follow this process of design, build, launch, and manage? The first thing we need to dive into is the what does it take really to get started on a practical level and that is you need to build your skill sets on the tools of the trade. There's several tools of the trade. You need to learn things like Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, Sketch. Uh, You need to understand color theory and how to manipulate photos. You need to be involved with understanding coding. You might tell me that you're a designer. I would say to go to sites like Codecademy or lynda.com or Team Treehouse. I've used them quite a bit and they're really good. I think used to is like 25 bucks a month and you want to learn how to understand problem solving through the lens of coding. It's going to help you get into the right strategic mindset in order to solve multiple problems that aren't code related You want to learn how to do email and automation on services like MailChimp and learn project management with Trello, Slack, or Basecamp. There's so many tools that are out there, but some of these that I'm spouting off are the ones that I believe are essential to create a very strong foundation for your creative business. Let's go right back to that very first one. Learn Photoshop Illustrator and InDesign. If you kind of have a fear or trepidation of this, I would find a company that's willing to hire you for whatever your skill sets are and ask them if you can get access, or maybe you're already working in that company, if you can get access to some of the creative tools because you want to learn how to do this. See if they'll give you a license for Photoshop, Illustrator, or InDesign, and if not, You can buy one for like 54 bucks a month. Sounds like a lot. But again, if you're trying to build a creative business, you got to invest a little bit. It's not just going to be free out of the gate. But I would say this is one of the best things that you can do. Learn these tools in the context of developing or building something to be printed. Now, I know you might say, well, I'm only focusing on digital. Yes, I understand that. Digital or print, whatever your focus is, or even non-design, you want to have a strong foundation for understanding the precision and the technicalities that are needed in order to create something that is print ready. There's many factors that go into creating print ready art. Print ready art means you're going to have a file that you send to a professional printer and they can do minimal effort to get it ready for the professional printing. So in other words, there's topics like bleeds and how you set up your artboard dpi which is the resolution of the pixels on various items in photoshop or vector scalable vector-based graphics is svg is sort of the web term but on the print term you're typically going to use eps and eps files are vector files as well they're going to allow you to create high-end graphics that can be produced at extremely high resolution or blown up as big as a football stadium and they're not going to lose their quality. You need to understand the basics of all of these terms and you need to understand the basics of Photoshop, Illustrator, and design. Take a class, go online, find some information, use the tools create something for your church or a nonprofit or your company that can get printed by a professional printer and then spend some time working with that printer to understand how you need to set up your files. Many times they'll send you a template and you can take that and kind of un or maybe reverse engineer it, unpack it a little bit, or they'll just send you the specs. And my Strong belief is if you take those specs and you work it out, figure it out for yourself, understand when something needs bleeds, what bleeds are, when something needs crop marks, why that's important, understand how to set up your art boards in order to Accomplish whatever it is the the printer themselves has sent you for the spec art. Some things might be giant banners, and banners may not need to be full size and full resolution. They might need to be a quarter size and a quarter resolution, depending on your printer. Find out all the nuances because it's going to give you a strong foundation for problem solving in other things that you do. Now, even if you aren't a designer, even if you aren't somebody who's good at layouts and editing i believe these are the like this should be the base foundation that you have in order to be successful in the future you can't ask people to do things that you yourself haven't done unless it's high level software programming <laughs> those those kind of things and even then you still need people in the place to help manage the process and oversee the people that are doing the work. So the first thing we're gonna do is learn Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign. Then we're gonna go in to learn how to use Sketch. Sketch is really similar to Illustrator and InDesign kind of combined together. If you're familiar with Apple computers, you may have used Pages or Keynote. Sketch operates very similar to that. You can build UI design, which is maybe design for mobile apps. You can do layouts for web banners and graphics online and you can drop in photo- like photos and do a little bit of photography editing Um, not a whole lot, just a tiny bit. You can mess with layers and manipulate things and link stuff up. So um, there's just a lot of great features that Sketch brings and you can also do web design. This is how we do all of our web design now. We can focus on mobile first, but largely we still kind of start with desktop. Many people still check their uh, websites out on their computers at work. Maybe they use a laptop at home or a larger iPad so they can see everything. So we spend a lot of time every single day using Sketch for everything that we do. It's also good for building workflows or keynote presentations or being able to come up with a great way to standardize your processes visually. People in this world are visual learners. If you can't start with Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, and Sketch, then I believe you have no reason being in a creative business. These are the essential tools to be able to go to the next level. Now, from there... I think it's really important to learn how to color correct. Maybe spend time on sites like Dribbble and Behance or look at Instagram hashtags. Those are really great places for inspiration. Pinterest is another one. Learn what LUTs are for video. Learn what it means to have filters and maybe even look up on your phone uh, if you've got a, I uh, believe it might just be iOS only, maybe an Android versions out there too, but VSCO. V-S-C-O they have a great app with lots of different filters and learn and manipulate on photos. Learn how to go onto a photo where somebody's wearing a black shirt and there's a bit of White fuzz and edit that out. Learn what content feel aware is inside of Photoshop. <laughs> That's a great one. I use it quite a bit. Learn how to go in and make a picture brighter, make it have more, you know, dark hues in the mid range area, make it have deeper blacks. Learn all of these things. Learn how to duotone photos. Learn how to go in and basically add text as a layer on top, and then blend that text into the background. These are the interesting things that you can do to make your future designs very, very interesting and grab people's attention. So all of that is highly, highly important. Plus, you're always gonna be working with clients that need help getting a photo to look better. So it's always a great thing to have right from the get-go. Um, The next thing there was learn how to do development using Codecademy. Learn how to code. I cannot stress this any more than I already do because coding is what has changed the trajectory of my business life. Once I learned how to code, and I don't mean just editing some HTML. I mean learn how to code a website from scratch, learn how to build certain things in JavaScript frameworks or do animations. Once I learned the fundamental constructs of coding, I began to understand problem solving in a whole new light. This has truly changed how I problem solve, how I approach business, because it's given me a unique perspective that I didn't have otherwise. You want to learn HTML and CSS for sure. Those are highly, highly important things. Um, I like to also know at least some basics about jQuery, which is a framework of JavaScript which is used for the majority of apps today. There's tons of stuff that's available in this area. And at the end of the day, if you really like it, this could be the direction your creative business goes. It's highly, highly recommended by me to learn how to code. <laughs> so continuing on, we also want to learn email. You want to learn how to communicate. You may already know how to communicate, but there's nuances with email, email design and automation. Uh, I think part of that that goes into it is also understanding copy and copywriting. If you haven't yet, go over and check out a a group a friend of mine works at called StoryBrand. I think it's like storybrandonline.com. And they have this website that's like 5minutemarketingmakeover.com. And there's a uh, three videos in that series where you can go in and watch Donald Miller, the CEO of their company, talking about the caveman grunt test and he basically says people generally make a decision online and i would also say offline in about five seconds and if they can't caveman grunt what it is that you're doing or your clients doing or selling then you've lost them as a customer. So you want to make sure that you understand how to clearly communicate, and design plays such a huge role in this. If you don't understand white space, and you don't understand good typography, and line height, and letter spacing, or tracking and kerning, depending on what side you're on, you know you will not understand how to build things that catch people's attention and turn it into a sell or a sign up, or an interest. You, The goal with all of the stuff that we do in a creative business is to gain trust of potential and existing customers so that we're able to continue or begin selling to them whatever that is. If it's a product, a service, an idea, if there's physical transaction with money, or if there's just mental transaction with, oh, I really like this company, I'm going to tell people about it. The last thing in this first section is we need to also be really good at project management. If you want to run a creative business, I recommend getting on Trello, Slack, and Basecamp. Learn how to use these tools. Learn how to create checklists or assign items because there's so many examples of people that I've worked with where they could have done 10 times more, they could have been 10 times more productive had they just had really good project management skills. I work with a lot of clients and many of them struggle with project management. So if you can come in as a creative business, as a creative business owner, and not only deliver a great service, but up that service with delivering great project management, I guarantee you're gonna have repeat customers and repeat clients, and this is how you're going to be successful. Being detail-oriented, being disciplined, those are great traits to attract customers again and again and again. It's also going to teach you personally how to break down this entire process of design and build and everything into digestible chunks for yourself. There's so many times I was in the middle of a project and I realized I just didn't have the time to finish the project and I needed some help. So at that point, what I ended up doing, if I broke it down into the, into digestible chunks, I was able to send parts of projects out to various freelancers or contractors that worked with me. And this is ultimately how I ended up growing into a creative agency. The more I began to offset and delegate, the more I began to realize that I could spend time working on the business instead of spend time working in the business. And that really changed the trajectory of what I did later on a few years down the road. So anyway, these are a lot of examples. I've thrown a lot at you. I think there's a ton Uh, that can still be unpacked. And in fact, that's something I'd like to do. So if you have any questions, email me, josh at soulheart.co. Hit me up on Instagram, find me on Facebook, whatever it is, message me. I'd love to unpack or answer questions on these things involving design. Okay. Now I know at this point you're thinking, wait, you talked about design, build, launch, and manage." that was just the design portion. (laughs) Yep. It sure was. There's so much more that goes into the practical side of running a business. And I know that I've taken up a lot of time, but we are going to be diving next into how to be focused on the build process. Once you understand the design, the build, whether you're building things for print, for, um, for, you know, design in like doing design on the websites that you're working on, or if you're going to go and literally build things for clients, campaigns and ads and management that goes in with that as well. So I'm going to break down a few of those practical things with building, launching and managing over the next several podcasts. Before we get to that part, though, The last piece that I want to talk about today is your network. You need, while you're working on learning the skill sets of the trade, you need to be networking to find projects or clients that are willing to take a risk with you and your company. Always, always, always talk about your passions to everybody, anybody that will listen. If you haven't yet, I recommend checking out Grant Cardone. Uh, He has a book called Sell or Be Sold, and this is his biggest preaching area is go out and network, 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 find people, find people, find people, talk about what you're doing, because many of the deals that he's closed are deals where he established relationships 10 years prior. My personal experience is I landed a deal with a client this past year And I had worked on that relationship for over two years. And this is the second or third time this has happened. One client a few years ago, I landed a website, a $5,000 website. It was very small for us at the time, but it was worth it because I really had a passion for helping this group. We landed the website, and I had been working on this relationship for three years in trying to get a sell out of them. And then the relationship itself had started about eight years earlier. (laughs) So this is the unsung hero in creating a successful creative business. You want to build something that's successful, but it takes networking. You want to build that network starting right now, so before we get to the build and the launch and the manage and all the fun, pretty stuff, we're in the nitty gritty right now of building out your skill sets by learning the tools of the trade and then networking to find those projects in the future or clients that are willing to take a risk with you and your company and what you're building. You can't build what you can't dream. And you can't convince what you don't believe. So you need to spend time focusing, focusing, focusing on the dream, what it is that you're trying to build. Use what I've talked about. Come up with some of your own stuff. But ultimately, you're not going to be able to build it if you can't dream it. And the best way to dream it is to talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Now, you might say, hey, I talk about my stuff all the time and, you know, my friends, even my wife or people that are really close to me don't believe in me yet. I don't care. Make them believe in you. Stick with the course. Do whatever it takes. This is what you want to do. And if it is, then continue pursuing, trying to do it. I failed so many times on my way through this. I was trying to talk people into things that I hadn't even done yet. In fact, some of my first clients, I hadn't built a website at the level that they were looking for. I'd only worked on projects or been a part of teams that maybe had done something, but it wasn't all up to me. Even though I felt like I had the knowledge and expertise down deep, I hadn't practically done it yet. And they took risks because I gave them the confidence in the dream. I gave them the confidence in the dream. And let me go back and edit a previous statement. Earlier, I said, you can't convince what you don't believe. And I actually think that's a little bit reversed. You need to say that you, I needed to say that you can convince what you don't believe because if you don't believe something, that just means it doesn't exist yet. But you can convince people in something that they don't necessarily believe, that you don't necessarily believe yet, if you have a dream. Dream isn't belief. Belief only comes through seeing many times. Faith is what is sort of evidence of things unseen, belief comes when you see it. So just because you, you haven't seen it yet doesn't mean you can begin to build on the dream. The other things you can do right now, social networking, get on all the channels, be on Dribbble, Behance. Those are two of the design tools I mentioned earlier. Be there, learn, understand, be a part of the community, contribute, comment on people's things, discover what your interests are, what types of design sort of makes you more observant for the offering that they're posting about. Get on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Share early, often, and always. That's what I say all the time. You need to share early, often, and always. And what do you share? You need to share what you're doing. Document the process. Spend time asking questions. See what people think of your horrible logo that you just created in your test group for Photoshop. Whatever it is, put it out there. I guarantee everybody says, look, I need things to be perfect before I get to the level that I want to do. I say, no, you don't. You need people to notice you're trying to do something, and I guarantee there's people that'll come out of the woodwork and hire you before you even have a skill set to do something because they like your drive, your motivation, and your personality many people would hire people through their personality versus their skill set just because that's a very important part of the business they need to be able to trust you and if they know that you're hard working and you're putting effort into trying to solve a problem they might send you a million revisions but guess what they're going to stick with it and stick with you and in the long run you're going to have repeat clients down the road and you're going to do this before you've even launched anything and before you're even at the management process. If you need to go to mixers, networking events, conferences, many of these are cheap, they're affordable. You never 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 want to go into debt to attend any of these. A lot of them have VIP packages where you can spend like $5,000 and meet the, the big honcho behind the scenes or 10000 and you get a one-on-one breakfast and key insights and a part of the mastermind group, you don't need to do any of that. There's plenty of free stuff on YouTube of the person you're probably going to go into meeting anyway. I say, go to the conference, take what you can take, and then move on, move forward, and apply it into your life. Never get caught up in the celebrity of people. It's fun, it's cool, but it's just temporary, it's fleeting. You have a business, and you have a reputation that you need to uphold, and that's what you need to be focused on. I go into all of these things trying to learn or maximize my networking or my network. I never go into it just trying to be social only and feel some social need that I have to talk with other people and share all of my ideas. Uh, the other thing in these things is you always need to be there to learn, but always watch for the opportunity, uh, the opportunity to grow. And what I mean by that is listen, listen, just listen to people. Contribute, discuss, you know, tell them what you're up to, but spend time listening and learning because you want to walk away having made an investment and not having just spent some money to go to something and be around some fun people. Uh, The next thing in this networking piece is email, email, and more email. I can't stress enough how email is so important, even today. Some of you are like, well, I'm on social networking, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. But email has landed me so many unique relationships and opportunities, even to a national audience level. Recently, I had an idea. I was going to create a pair of camouflage jeans, and I thought, you know what? There's some jeans that I like. I've purchased before at the Buckle. They're very unique. They'd be great for hunting and camouflage jeans. And that particular style would be really, really interesting. So what did I do? I emailed the Buckle had no clue who to contact or what to do and I said, "Hey, here's something I'm thinking about. Just curious if you have anything like that in the pipeline." And guess what? They connected me to the designer of their jeans, the one who designs every single article of clothing that comes out out of one particular national brand. <laughs> in fact, Here's where it got even cooler. I went and I visited the designer in LA while I was there with a family trip, just spent about an hour, hour and a half hanging out with him, seeing how his process ran. And he he worked there by himself and he had lots of connections all around the world, but he was just spending time in his office, in his little warehouse designing. And I got to spend that time one-on-one with him, learning and understanding and seeing about fabric and fabric care. And stitching and sewing and all the chemicals that go into the process if you're doing some of those different shades of um or rips or different things like that and it was just really really humbling to be in that moment thinking wow all of this happened because i sent an email never discount email i think it's still viable today on ways that you can't even guess yet. In fact, recently I sent another email out and I sent to a local school. I saw them in the newspaper. They were talking about drones and I sent something out to uh, the advisor of a club that was working with drones and I'm hoping that we'll get a chance to meet up because some of the things that they were, that they were doing in this local school allow me to see that there's potential right here in my own community to either hire people that are coming out of high school or needing jobs or internships for the summer, or better yet, get connected so I can invest my life into the lives of people right here in my own community and help them learn and understand what it is that I do, how I've done it, and maybe give them some inspiration to head off towards college or head off towards running their own creative business. In fact, recently I made a goal for my daughter. She's 11 years old and she's worked with her mom on the Disney Aces. If you haven't been to uh, instagram.com slash Disney Aces, check them out. They have been doing all kinds of fun Disney pin trading and recently manufactured their very first fantasy pins. Fantasy pins are basically like mashup art. So in Disney parks, there's all kinds of pins that are being traded. They're uh, like, you know, hard enamel pins, not like pins and buttons and that kind of thing. And so we worked with the manufacturer in China and we created Disney fantasy pins that blended a couple of fun, unique things from different areas into one thing. Um, and it's been a very successful venture for her. Um, so far, they've spent maybe a couple months and they've made all of their original investment back. And now they're in the profit realm. And I begin to think that so many people wait until your daughter or your family member, whoever it is that's under your care, is 18 or older to begin going to college, delay life a few more years, and then start working in the marketplace. And I'm thinking, well, I want to do this different. And so my goal is by the time that Ashley is 18, She is going to be so successful running her own little micro business, whatever it is, if she wants to keep doing pins or dress designs or expand and do jewelry, like whatever her heart desires, I want to invest and fund and fuel that. So by the time she turns 18, she's going to be financially stable and be able to move on into the next chapter of her life, whether that's college or running a business, and she's going to be able to fund it on her own. There's nothing greater than understanding how to be independent. And I say that story to say this, if you are second guessing yourself, if you are at this point, you're like, man, just sounds so easy. I wish I could do that. Well, you can because an 11 year old is doing that. (laughs) If she continues at her pace right now, if we did this every single month at the pace Of what she's bringing in right now as an 11-year-old, okay, as an 11-year-old, she would make $18,000 profit her very first year as an 11-year-old if we pour... Everything into it, like we've been, you know, dreaming about or thinking about it. She has the potential to be making eighty thousand dollars a year. Some of you are like, "Well, how could you ever do that? Let child, you know, let a child work and labor all around the world." Kids start work generally at nine years old. At nine years old, they have their career. I grew up on a farm, learned the value of a hard work ethic early on. Had my first cash pumpkin crop at nine years old and I made my first $500 at nine years old. I believe that this world needs more kids to grow up and feel like they can accomplish things and see the fruits of their labor. And I'm so excited to not only share that with her, but maybe eventually get the opportunity to share that with high schoolers or other students in my own community that are wrestling with what they should do in life or where they should go you can do it if my 11 year old daughter can do it <laughs> so now granted she, she's got some support so it's not all on her own but by the time she hits 18 i'm going to be very hands-off and my wife will as well will be very excited to see what it is she wants to do if she wants to continue working for herself or work for someone else it doesn't matter to me what matters is she understands the value of a dollar understands how to be a hard worker and a good worker and understands how your network can pay off this is the biggest component to being successful before you've ever built and launched and managed anything it's so so important so with that said I've talked a lot. We've had a whole lot to unpack. This is a giant episode, and this is the first part. <laughs> so I've even got a whole nother section here to talk about, about learning everything but specializing in something. And that's ultimately what I'm talking about with all of this. We'll dive more into that next time. But I just want to say, hey, look, if you are trying to start a creative business, you're in that flux, you're in that mode, maybe you've started, just haven't really seen the success that you're hoping and dreaming for, don't worry. It will happen. Continue to listen, contribute, ask me questions. I'm here for you. I believe you can be highly, highly successful in this industry. I know for a fact there's tons and tons of work out there. You can do it. You can come across uh right now in this podcast all the different tools that i talk about you can go and learn them over the next few weeks and i guarantee within a couple months you can be making a living that's what we want to start with we want to make a living and then we want to work towards financial peace that's the goal and i don't think we need to ever have this mindset of like oh i'm just gonna go work a little bit and spend all the rest of my time on a tropical island I think there are some people that give a misconception about how they do that. (laughs) And if it happens for you, great. But the normal, the normal in this industry is you're going to work really hard. But if you work hard, you can play hard, you can enjoy life, you can have financial peace, and you can do some things that you've only dreamed of doing up to this point in your life. And that is what I want to encourage you about because I believe one of the best ways to be successful in your career and in life is to start and build a creative business from scratch. Well, hey everyone, thanks again for giving me your attention. Thanks for listening to this. I know it was a lot to unpack, but I know that you are going to be doing things far beyond I ever have running Soul Heart. So Thank you so much. And once again, this has been another episode of the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast.